Welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday the 11th of October with me, Bernadette Anderko. Today, my colleague Lucia Cecilovic is going to be bringing you up to speed with the latest events in the financial markets. And Dario Messi is going to be here to give us some insights into what's been going on in the bond markets. So now let's crack on with what's been moving markets overnight with Lucia. Good morning, Lucia. Good morning, Bernadette. Now, uh, we've got Dario later in the show to talk about fixed income, but uh, I believe we have to start today's episode with Treasury yields, which posted their biggest one-day declines all year yesterday, on the expectation that perhaps the Fed's likely done raising interest rates and as safe haven demand for Treasuries has increased. Could you give us a quick summary on that, please? Yeah, so two Fed officials suggested that the recent rise in US yields could act as sort of a substitute for further rate hikes, meaning that the rise in yields has basically done some of the Fed's job of tightening financial conditions. Following these comments, investors are now betting that the Fed is about done raising rates. What's also driving Treasury prices higher and therefore yields lower is safe haven demand following the Israel-Hamas conflict. Now, in terms of numbers, the US 10-year Treasury yield has fallen more than 18 basis points at one point yesterday, and it currently stands at around 4.64%. Yeah, and this fall in US Treasury yields has positively impacted stocks, right? I mean, I've seen that the S&P 500, for example, advanced for a third straight day. Yes, uh, US stocks extended Monday's rally yesterday, and it seems that investors are shaking off geopolitical worries, at least for now. Two of the companies that have rallied in the last two days are Amazon and PepsiCo, with Amazon gaining on its autumn sale for Prime subscribers and PepsiCo reporting results yesterday and rising on a bullish forecast. It's also worth noting that a measure of US-listed Chinese stocks gained around 3% as China is reportedly considering new stimulus measures. And this has also had a positive effect on Chinese shares overnight, right? Yes, it did. Um, In fact, all the major Asia-Pacific markets climbed overnight. But getting back to the Chinese stimulus, it is reported that China is considering increasing its budget deficit for this year in order to launch a new round of stimulus to help the economy meet its official growth target. So policymakers are said to be considering issuing at least 1 trillion yuan of additional government debt, which would then be used to fund infrastructure spending. Okay, now uh, coming back to the um, Israel-Hamas conflict, which you mentioned earlier, um, Joe Biden has vowed to provide Israel with full support, including uh, shipments of munition and intelligence assistance. And he's asked Congress to urgently fund national security requirements. Uh, Oil has been in the spotlight, given the fact, of course, that the conflict's happening in the Middle East, where a third of the oil supply comes from. That jumped 4% on Monday. What are the latest developments there? Oil has actually steadied somewhat, but the rising tensions in the Middle East are certainly keeping oil markets on alert. The main risks here are stricter enforcement of US sanctions on Iranian crude exports and possible blockades or attacks on vessels in key shipping lanes. But more positive signs for the oil supply are actually coming out of Venezuela. It has been reported that Venezuela and the US have made progress in talks that could provide sanctions relief to Venezuela by allowing at least one additional foreign oil company to purchase its crude oil under certain conditions. And speaking of the energy market, European gas prices jumped yesterday, and this is because Finland remains on high alert 
as it suspects a gas pipeline leak in the Baltic Sea was caused by a deliberate act of destruction. And this is really fueling concerns about the safety of Europe's energy infrastructure overall. Okay, well, we'll definitely keep an eye out on further developments there. And I guess there's no prizes for guessing what our commodities uh, expert will be talking about on the podcast tomorrow. Now, um, what's also been making headlines is the IPO of Birkenstock, this famous German shoe brand that's announced its pricing, hasn't it? Yes, it did. It uh, priced its shares at 46 US dollars. It's been reported that they chose a price near the middle of the targeted range, basically choosing to play it safe given the choppy equity markets. Now, the real test will be today when the stock actually begins trading. Okay, and uh, talking of today, what else can we expect for the day ahead, Litzia? So first things first, uh, futures in the US and Europe are trading rather mixed, so it will be interesting to see where the day takes us. And in terms of economic data, today's agenda is very light, but we will get the US PPI later this afternoon. And there are also two Fed officials speaking today, as well as the release of the FOMC meeting minutes, and both of which could actually impact yields. Yep, I guess all eyes will be on those. So thanks very much for such an interesting summary this morning, Lucia. Thanks for having me. Now we've uh, seen bond yields rise rapidly ahead of yesterday's plunge, and Daria Messi is joining me from Fixed Income Research to provide some insights for us. Good morning, Daria, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Bernadette. So uh, the fourth quarter started in quite a volatile manner for the world of bonds, hasn't it? What with uh, conflicting signals from the US labour market last week, and then, of course, the Middle East developments over the weekend. Uh, yes, indeed, uh, very volatile. Uh, this week, with the tragedy unfolding, uh, you, you just discussed it before, we, we saw some flows into safe haven assets and, and yields drop. But yes, you're right. Last week, it, it was all about the US labour market, the signals that we got there. Um, it was really an up and down in yields. Um, and definitely the highlight was at the end of the of the week on Friday, this non-farm payrolls data, really strong number, 336,000 jobs added in September. Now, important is that we also got other signals like the household survey. And this one actually contradicts a bit the notion of this super tight labor uh, market. Um, also the unemployment rate, stays at 3.8%. And importantly, also specifically for bond markets is uh, wage growth. Uh, wage growth, we saw some moderation there. And this all also signals that there is still some rebalancing going on in the labor market in the US. Okay, but can the Fed stick to its current policy despite the stronger economy? Yes, uh, we think so. Specifically in combination uh, with this rebalancing of the labor market. So yes, we have a solid growth uh, backdrop in the US, but also this rebalancing of the labor market. And we think that this warrants no, uh, that there need to be no further rate hikes. Um, also, money markets seem to agree here. Um, but what is also important to note, it's we are already at quite high levels. So it's not anymore about just the next uh, step or the, the next hike, which we think uh, the Fed will not have to do, but it's also how long they stay at this high level. And here we think that they might stay a bit longer at these uh, levels, given exactly this strong economic uh, backdrop that you mentioned. And on another note, also, you you talked about this before, you you called this this uh, substitute from the higher yields environment. Um, this is also exactly something that means the Fed 
might stay on hold given that we have these financial conditions that are tightening again with these yields going up. And this is basically um, doing somewhat the job of the Fed as well. Okay, so on this topic of bond yields, uh, you just mentioned that, uh, well, until yesterday, bond yields were moving higher. What's actually driven this move? Yeah, this is a very uh, important distinction for us in, in, in the bond side. Um, we can decompose uh, the move of the yields into different factors. And what's important to note, it's really the real yields that are going up. It's not about inflation expectations. It's about real yields. Um, and this is because uh, we have discussions about our star, what is a neutral rate, um, balancing capital demand and capital uh, supply. And therefore, it's also mostly at the longer end where it's happening. In our view, um, it's painful for bond investors as well. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. But we think uh, with the real component going up, it's less painful, at least from a forward-looking perspective, uh, specifically if there are no defaults. Um, a de-anchoring of inflation expectations, this would be actually much more painful at the end for the broad bond market, at least. Okay, let's uh, hope inflation expectations remain anchored then. Um... Talking of which, and as you're already here, what about the consumer price index print that's going to be announced? What, is that going to be the next big yield mover? It definitely has potential for it, obviously. It's the CPI uh, print. is uh, always has some potential uh, for moving yields. Lucia mentioned it before. Today, we also had our, we have already the FOMC minutes and, and the PPI data. Maybe also uh, here some potential for yield moves. But uh, tomorrow, definitely the CPI um, Consensus is here that we will see a further slowdown, especially in core inflation, which excludes the more volatile components. And this one should ease to uh, around 4.1% on a year-on-year basis, uh, following the previous number of 4.3%. And also this year, we think, should be supportive or should support the view that the disinflation process is still ongoing, is progressing, and uh, yeah, as I said before, the consequence then would be, from our perspective, that there is no need for a further rate hike by the Fed. Thank you for your insights today, Dario. Um, very interesting. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Um, I'd like to thank my guests for contributing and you for listening. Please join us again tomorrow when Helen Freer will be back with our experts to guide you through what's moving markets. Meanwhile, good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.